Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Listening to Fox Sports Radio. Well, damn, after that big Gottlieb intro, hope you're okay with Rich Davis and Bucky Brooks. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? It's Fox Sports Radio. Monday, another week. Let's do this. Um, were you watching anything, by the way? What have you been watching, Bucky? Last night I watched that Kevin Hart movie oh. on Netflix, The Man from Toronto. You don't have to waste your time on that one. Uh, I, Him and Woody I, Harrelson. Yeah, <laughs> it was our. Right. I, th- I think I think I'm good. I watched the uh, Kanye documentary. That's the last thing I watched on Netflix. I'm I'm fascinated by how they had such great footage of Kanye. His guy before he was Kanye. Like yeah, that. His, his guy. His guy. His guy put a lot of time. That's the only thing I thought about from a business perspective. That's a long time for you get to pay off. Right. Like you collect a lot of footage for a lot of years, 20 years in before you finally get to pay off in terms of being able to produce the documentary. It's a long time. All that footage. And by the way, Kanye showed up at the BET Awards to honor Diddy 
And that was the first time people saw Kanye since uh, he backed out of Coachella. Mm. Kanye, you got to respect him. He's an interesting guy. Very interesting. Super talented. I feel like sometimes, like to be that level, you gotta be a little. You weird. gotta be a little. Yeah, I feel like you feel, I feel that sometimes. I'm like, eh, maybe I'm not weird enough. Too normal. Mm. Bucky's thinking, no, you're not normal. Mm. <laughs> yeah, no, like th- there's something a little eccentric about yeah Kanye and some of these greats. They're a little different. Him every step of the way. The minute he started getting involved with the Kardashians, I'm like, this is just another bizarre step in his life. I mean, I don't know how. Bizarre it was. I think it was kind of seems unnatural. <laughs> How do he resist those cheeks? I mean, I, I, mean, I mean, so many. I mean, so I gotta, I gotta make a, a point about my New York Mets. But earlier today, I said, Bucky, I'm gonna ask you when you think it's okay to lie. You seem like an honest, good mm, man. Okay. But Kavino, who I usually host with, uh, right. Kavino and Rich, he was on the East Coast. He still is. He's coming back today. Coming back. All right. He. Went to the Yankees game with his brother and his cousins, like a little family mm-hmm. reunion. They went to the Yankees Astros game over the weekend. Now, this was the game that the Yankees were almost getting no hit for the second day in a row. Yeah. And then they turn it around in typical Yankee fashion. Aaron Judge walk off home run in extra innings. Yankee Stadium goes mm-hmm. berserk. Mm-hmm. It is high, it is far. Aaron Judge, you know, the whole call and everything. And I'm like, bro. How electric was the stadium? I, I hate the Yankees, but I'm happy for you. That, that must have been a moment. And he said, I left like 15 minutes before that because of traffic. Yeah. And I said, bro, you should have lied to me. You should lie to everyone. You should say you were there. I got a better one. <laughs> Let's hear it. I have a better one. So last, last Wednesday, we go to the Dodger game to see Otani. Um, Otani's not pitching, but the Dodgers are balling. Um, Don and I were all in the outfield, kind of doing our deal, watching the game, having good time, Dodger dogs, everything's flying, pop, 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 game's going fast, this and that. Not really even paying attention, like, Dodgers ball, and Mike Trout is a discovery. Oh, look at Mike Trout. Like, we're sitting right behind him. He's making plays or whatever. So, top of, bottom of the eighth. Yeah. Hey, let's get out of here. We're going to be traffic, this and that, get in the car, driving, sun calls. Hey, where you at? Uh, we just left the game, beat traffic. Man, it's the first time we ever got out this night. It was a game in which my man had the no-hitter to the top of the ninth. Otani hits the triple to break up the no-hitter oh. in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> Completely unaware that the no-hitter was going. Oh, my God. Wondering why no one is flooding out the gates. <laughs> When, what? when we left, like completely, completely gone, like out the stage. Lack of situational awareness. Well, you're having fun. Like you said, the, 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 you know, I'm sure everyone's having fun catching up, uh, La- drinking, of, eating, having, you know. Lack of, lack of situational and a baseball awareness. game is such a casual atmosphere compared to other sports. Like you could no, be zoned out at a baseball no, game. No situational awareness. Trying to figure out, hey, all right, we had dogs. Like what else? What's next? Like we had the dogs in the first inning, but we're going to fourth. We got fourth. We got to get somewhere. We, we got to get ice cream and a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> we, we got to get, get a. That. We got to get some garlic fries. Oh, the seventh. We got to go get churros. <laughs> got to get a churro. Yeah, just, just completely. Just having at it. Uh, having at it. And then the other thing that happened in that game, um, you know, like what I love about baseball is like in between innings after they throw it around, they mm-hmm. throw the ball up in the stands. Yeah. So everybody fancies themselves as the athlete, and when you're a former pro athlete like you fancy like ah whatever so we're like four rows up and so 
I'm kind of paying attention, but not paying attention. The inning's going, and out of the corner of my eye, I see a ball coming. So now it's the moment of truth, right? Yes. It's the moment of truth. Like, so like, is this ball coming at me? Am I am I gonna catch this ball? When that and happens, this- when that happens, by the way, everything around you sort of is a blur and it's yes. just the ball. <laughs> so the ball, I was like, oh snap, this ball, it's gonna hit me in the forehead. Like if I don't get my <laughs> if I don't get my hand up. And then it's this doubt like, can I catch this ball? <laughs> like and luckily oh. a guy in front of me sticks his hands up and it tips and it goes up and it lands like two rows over me. But it was that moment that, am I going to miss this? And it's soft toss. Yeah. Like, it's not like yeah. the home run. It's, and I was like, uh, uh, uh. I was like, I'm, ch- I'm about to choke. With your resume, you can't be dropping can't a drop soft toss in the outfield. <laughs> you can't be, you can't be dropping. Is that Bucky Brooks? <laughs> you mean the guy that played in the NFL? Super Bowl? Drop, like, come yes. on. Can't yes. be dropping a toss from Mike yes. Trout in the, in the oh outfield. Oh my god! Um, but there's two types of people, right? When you think about when you were a kid, growing up as an adult, there's people that stay till the end, no matter what. Mike, the guy that runs this place, the operations guy, Mike's mm-hmm. like, I stay till the end, every single game, no matter what. My rule is, if it's after the seventh inning, and it takes more than a grand slam to tie the game, so if it's a five run or more difference, I feel okay bailing. But it's tough. It's tough to leave a game early. I don't think you can leave any other sport early. Baseball, though, seventh. You're right. When when baseball's a long game, and then you start thinking that Dodger Stadium traffic or that getting out of the Bronx in New York or get, you know, getting out of anywhere, you start thinking maybe I'll leave. But mm. I think if you leave and they come back, I don't know. Ramos, Bo, do you lie or do you tell the truth? If you leave early and the team comes back, I lie. I just say, man, uh, you watch whatever happened to the game and just say, oh. It was wild. Uh, people do that all the time. And uh, Whenever you say a World Series game, people are like, oh, I was there. I was at that World Series game. Do you know how many people? Do you know? I, I, there's three examples. That's a few. I, I heard Bo was talking about a Dodger one, but being an East Coast guy, it's legendary that in 86, people were all leaving Shea Stadium. before Because the Mets, if you remember, people forget. Before that, Buckner error that everyone loves to put too much emphasis on. Mm-hmm. The Mets had two outs and I believe had four hits in a row. With two outs, two strikes, everyone was out of that stadium. Remember when the Heat came back and everyone left the arena in Miami oh. thinking like, oh, San Antonio wrapped up the oh, NBA yeah. Finals. Yeah, It's happened, but I think if you leave, I think it's one of those rare times where you have permission to fib a little. Hey guys, Isaac here. If you watch the footage of Kirk Gibson's legendary home run in game one of the 88 World Series. Pumping his fist, going around the bases. If you look at the actual home run itself, the shot of the ball going over the right field wall, in the background, you can see the taillights of a car leaving the game in the Dodger Stadium parking lot. How somewhere that person left the Kirk Gibson game and is literally immortalized in the actual home run. So next time you see that's that That's me clip, in the Camry! That's right. You can see the taillights. <laughs> that's me in the 1984 Camry. You see me. Right field. Wow, well, embarrassing. But yeah, so, um, I don't know. You you tell me. At Rich Davis, at Bucky Brooks, can you lie or do you, or do you tell the truth? Is it more fun to say, well, you know, uh, truth is I left. Because then, it, then it's sort of a funny story in itself as well. I left. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you have to say you left. You can't. You can't claim it. I. You can't claim. You can't claim that you were there to the. End. You didn't <laughs> stay to the end. 
I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, yeah, I left early for Aaron Judge's walk-off home run. Like, what? it's a regular season game. It doesn't matter. I think if you left early from, like, a walk-off home run in the playoffs or the World Series, yeah. or, like, if you left early from something that turned into a no-hitter, that's when you're kind of, like, got egg on your face a yeah. little bit there. Let me ask you one more etiquette at the ballpark, and then I have a theory about my New York Mets. Mm. My question is, is it expected, normal, lame, to take a picture at the ballpark in better seats than the ones that are actually oh, yours. Nice. You see people on the gram, you see people on TikTok, are Facebook, you, everywhere. You, I'm saying like if you are, let's are say- you in the seats? Are you in the seats? No, I'm saying if you are sitting, let's say, let's say you're between third base and left field, 20 rows up. I feel like that person walks up to the dugout and they're like, yo, what's up? I'm at Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I feel like the person that's 20 rows up tries to walk down as far as they can courtside to take that picture at, at okay. Staples. Okay, so I'm 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 okay with that because okay. I've seen I've seen people walk down like even at the game the other night they walk down so they can kind of have like the background and the backdrop so you there you can see like the entire stadium and those things. But I thought you were talking about posing. If you're posing in somebody else's seat you can't be a poser. That's next level, Bucky. Yeah, you can't be that's a poser. Ne- like, that's you can next turn level. around, you can do the other stuff. You sit you down, you grab your beer, your popcorn, and you're like, all right, honey, take the picture now. One row behind the Dodgers dugout. That's, that's another good lie. All right. Um, here's my thought on the Mets, and I'm going to take the busy signal off, and I want to hear from you guys. 877-99 on Fox. This is my uh, Homer take of the day since I'm a Mets fan and I'm in complete denial that uh, things always go wrong for that organization. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, right? Yes. The Mets currently sit 20 games over 500, the best record in the National League. Oh, so, so they're, going to the, they're going to the show. Oh, they, they, in my mind, they've already won the show, Bucky. <laughs> no, but I'm saying 20 games over 500, mm-hmm. best record in the National League right now. Half a game over your Doyers. Mm. And Jacob deGrom hasn't pitched yet. And Max Scherzer is coming back after not being here for six weeks. Should the Mets be considered the most dangerous team going into this postseason when it happens? If those guys are healthy, because we're talking about wait, a wait, team. Wait, wait, wait. Bucky, so, we're talking so we're, about a team. We're already talking about the post. We post- have, we're not even mid- can, we, we don't have to do all-star break the yet. all-star break? <laughs> Can we get to the All Star break before we start penciling them in? You sound like, like you sound like my okay, friends. Okay, so 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 one, what you have to do amongst your friends? One, you have to quit calling them the, the Mets. <laughs> they are the Amazings. The Amazings. So you have to reference the Mets as the Amazings, and so you say, "Hey, the Amazings are on a roll. Mm-hmm. Momentum is building. Getting ready for the postseason. All this other stuff. The only danger in being." Danger, <laughs> presumptuous that your your the amazings yeah. are going to be hot going into the postseason. No, I just look at it it's as the second. It's the second. It's the second. So my so my podcast partner, Move the Sticks. My podcast partner, Daniel Jeremiah, is a look. He's a Padres fan to the nth degree. Yeah, and he rides the roller coaster ride. I tell him, I said, dude, like not not from. <laughs> Not from like it's too soon. Last for you year to, was a bad roller coaster. Yeah, it, it's too soon for you to be emotionally like, like pace yourself. So He's all watching a, the standings. Him yeah. and the Dodgers, Padres. So, every so day. all I'm, all I'm, a, I'm a caution you. Like I tell him, okay, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Easy. I know. Like let's check back in in July. Let's see what it looks uh, like. 162 long ass games. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not get try and get to the end of the book. Let's just uh, patiently stay on our chapters. It's true. He's into it. But I'm I don't just, want you to peak too soon. I'm just thinking that 
We're talking about a team that looks they have the best batting average in baseball. Oh, they man. look like you Buck so. Show Buck Show Walter has this team loose there. You see after I mean, the game, how many teams is Buck Show Walter, man? I, I think uh, every team. I think he, he sets the record. I think probably like six, seven teams. Like he's struggling, he's struggling in Baltimore, right? Yeah. I mean, he's. they say he's great at building things and then by the time it comes to fruition, oh, he's so that's gone. that's what you're yeah. doing. Y'all, yeah. y'all want, you want him to build it. Oh, no, I think he's else. there. I think he's there, man. And, you know, when DeGrom and Scherzer come back, I think uh, I, I think this team is dangerous and I, I'm so stupidly optimistic that I just think... Who who stacks up against the Mets if they got DeGrom and Scherzer added to a team that has already the best record in the National League? I know. Delusional. Delusional Mets fan. At Rich Davis, you can mock me. You can say what's up to Bucky. He's a nice guy. At Bucky Brooks. Um, and we have more next right here. Fox Sports Radio. In for Doug Gottlieb. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Owner of a lonely heart. (laughs) Random. Nice, Ramos. I'm a random guy there, Rich. Was this yes? Is that who it is? Yes, it's yes. Man. (laughs) Musical genius, Rich Davis with Bucky Brooks. (laughs) Bucky's like, yo, this is corny. Uh, Actually, no. You like this one? What what this reminds me of is uh, Friday Night Videos. Oh, that's that's a that's a throwback. Be before, they might be they a little might bit before, before me, but throwback. Be be throwback. Music should always. Bucky's right. Music should always bring something up of some part of your life. No and doubt. Yeah. That's that's what it brings up for you. I think yeah. it's great. Friday Friday night videos is a big deal because you can see videos, and I remember when that stuff would kind of come out, rock out a little bit. Man. Yeah, that seems like yesterday, but it's not a lot. Any, any time, I, I love the meme that says when someone says thirty years ago, we all still picture like, oh, is that the seventies? So no, thirty <laughs> years ago was the nineties. What the hell, uh, Bucky? I got to ask you before we get uh get into the NBA. We got Alex Schiffer from the Athletic on standby. I'm looking at pictures of you. Don't don't worry, I'm not stalking you. Mm-hmm. What uniform do you think you looked the slickest in? Which which uniform did you put on and said, "Man, I'm looking sweet." I would say there too. The Raiders uniform is a classic, mm-hmm. and then the Jags uniform was fun because you just there's something about teal, teal, teal resonated black helmet, teal, teal jersey. It's a good looking jersey. All right, let's uh, let's talk to Alex. What's up, Alex? What's going on, guys? How are you, man? Uh, you cover the Nets for the Athletic, and uh, my goodness, I'm sure a busy ass day for you, huh? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Just another quiet Monday here on the East Coast. <laughs> Yo, how is the East Coast, man? I'll tell you what. I've, I've been out here in L.A. for whew, seven years now. I feel like I miss people, but I miss the bagels and pizza the most, I think. And it's yeah, Italian food. Yes. No, absolutely. We we have the market cornered on that. I also want to tip my hat to you, Rich. I've never been segued from NFL jerseys to an introduction of me. That was very well done. You know what? I see why, yes. I see why you do this. I bring it. I bring it. I bring the heat. <laughs> All right. So let, let's talk about your crazy morning. The Nets have given permission for Kyrie to opt out. Give it, Give us some fun details of uh, what we should look forward to for the future of the Nets. By the way, a team you cover that I'm imagining the last 12 to 18 months wild when you think about where it started and where it is now. Yeah, if I had songwriting talent, I would write a We Didn't Start the Fire version of all this. Yes. Um, you know, 
it, it's less about the opt-out and more because, I mean, for Kyrie to get his max, he would need to kind of do an opt-in and trade as opposed to a sign and trade for some of these deals to work. So I, I kind of took today's events as the Nets telling Kyrie, you know, you think you can get your max, you know, we're giving you permission, go ahead and go find a partner for us to make this work. But, you know, I, I don't think, you know, you don't see the NBA jumping around to do this. So I, I think that you're kind of getting a gauge right now as to the Nets kind of daring Kyrie to find a market for him, and you're not really seeing it right now. You know, and thinking about, like, the, the lack of a potential market for Kyrie, let, let, let's just talk about the Nets themselves. Like, I know ownership and, and, and management feel a certain way about Kyrie because he appears to be difficult, but what do his teammates feel about Kyrie and all that comes with him? Yeah, you know, it was interesting this year because when the James Harden stuff was going on while Kyrie was part-time, even though Harden was kind of checked out, some of the guys were tipping their hat more to Kyrie behind the scenes than you'd think because even though he was part-time because of the vaccine situation, he was still coming and bringing it every night as opposed to the beard. So, you know, I, there, he's done a lot of good deeds and, and, you know, been very helpful for guys behind the scenes. So I think the reviews there are better than you think, but I definitely think, you know, when it comes time to winning and some of his availability problems, that's, that's kind of been universal in terms of, you know, everyone having some type of gripe with it. I got to make the analogy I did earlier today. Kevin Durant, my feelings are this. He was sort of persuaded by Kyrie. So it's sort of like your buddy invites you to the club. And <laughs> you get to the club, the club that you didn't even want to go to, and within five minutes he leaves with some girl and you're stuck at the club you didn't even necessarily want to go to. Is Kevin Durant feeling some type of way today? I mean, I saw Kevin Durant... And by the way, Bucky, if you haven't, you got to watch him and David Letterman sit down. Uh, I've yeah. seen portions oh, of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, KD seems like he's in a spot where maybe he maybe he doesn't, maybe he's not chasing the wins. Maybe he's just happy with who he is and where he is. But what do you think Kevin Durant's feeling right now? Yeah, I think that's a million-dollar question. As you kind of talked about it earlier, I mean, Kevin Durant came into the Nets by Kyrie Irving's recruitment. And I think part of the problem with some of the power dynamics the past three years with the Nets is that Kyrie has been very quick to remind the Nets that, I brought you Kevin Durant, you're welcome, et cetera, with some of his, his absences and whatnot. I, I, think, I think a couple things that, you know, I, don't, I think it would be his preference to stay in Brooklyn, but obviously the clock is ticking on his career. And what's this roster look like? You know, there's no one-to-one replacement for Kyrie. They don't have the assets because of the first James Harden trade to go and get another star if it doesn't work with Kyrie. So I, I just think that, you know, if you're Kevin, I mean, you don't want to waste the last years of your career and – you know, you came to this place and hoping it would work out and it simply hasn't. So I, I think that, you know, he hasn't weighed in a ton on this. He wasn't, he was very bland in his, uh, in his podcast and saying he was staying out of it when obviously he's been very looped in behind the scenes. So I, I think that where he's at is kind of the unknown, right? You know, there's been chatter mm-hmm. that he's leaning toward um, leaving and then I've heard the same, but I also think that, you know, the, if the Nets have a plan to stay in contention without Kyrie, he, you know, he'd be open to it. I have to ask you about Steve Nash and this stuff that we're hearing about Kyrie running extra practices after Nash ran a practice. Um, what what is that about? Like what what is going on with Kyrie <laughs> doing extra stuff behind Steve Nash's back? Because that would seem to be very divisive when it comes to the coach player relationship. Yeah, that's that was news to me too because I mean obviously again he was only around so long uh because of the part-time status and you know they would run late on practices and he would be getting extra work in but 
you know, it's been an interesting dynamic with them because, you know, Steve gets the job. He calls Kyrie one of his favorite players ever. You know, in his, Steve's first season, Kyrie was very frustrated with the way uh, the game was being coached, and he called timeout in front of all of us. You know, yes, Steve Nash about it after the game. Steve Nash kind of plays the I don't know what you're talking about card. So it, it's been an interesting dynamic, and, you know, I mean, you look at the way their demeanors are. Obviously, Steve's very laid back, cool, easy to get along with. You know, Kyrie, you know, stays with his opinions and, and isn't afraid to tell you what's on his mind. So it's been an interesting marriage between the two of them. So I'm not really surprised on some of that and, and you know, Kyrie going rogue on, on that. But, again, you know, it, it, it kind of fits the pattern as to what's been here before with some of that. Alex, uh, Alex Schiffer, by the way, The Athletic, on with Rich Davis, Bucky Brooks. Alex, I lived in New York most of my life. Let, let's talk about the dynamic of New York City, Brooklyn, Long Island, Staten Island, Queens. The Brooklyn Nets... There is a sense that they are, honestly, like the cool team. They got cool uniforms. The Barclays Center is a cool spot. Brooklyn's, you know, always has its trendy vibe. Did the Brooklyn Nets blow their chance to take this city from the Knicks? I think it's a valid question. You know, I look at having grown up here my whole life. I feel like everybody in the city is playing behind the Yankees for number two at certain times, right? I mean, mm-hmm. no, you're never going to top the Yankees ever. Even when my Mets are good. You're right. It's, it's the, the, yeah, I'm, a, the, yeah. I'm a Mets fan, yeah. too, but you got to know yeah. where your bread is buttered, right? Of course, yeah. So, no doubt. So I, I definitely think it's been a gigantic missed opportunity, but also, you know, I, I think things that were out of everyone's control, I mean, if none of this drama happens, I mean, COVID still would have impacted the ability to, to – overtake the Knicks, right, because of, of seat limitations and all that stuff. You know, so I, I think that there's that it's been a missed opportunity and definitely be, being the first title the city's won since, I think, either the 9 Yankees or the Giants right around that time. Yeah. Um, you know, and now, you as you said, look at both New York teams. The Rangers were in the conference finals. You know, that already sh- that ship has already started to sail in a lot of ways. So I, I think so, but I also just think, you know, that the Knicks – are still their own entity compared to the Nets. It's wild. You know, it's wild. Bucky, you're, you're a West Coast guy. Yeah. In New York, the Knicks could stink, but there's still some vibe about Madison Square Garden and the Knicks. It's and I think, I think younger people are starting to be like, nah, I don't know, really, I'm not really fascinated by yeah, that. The and, the, and the Brooklyn Nets had a chance, I think, to really win them over. It's like the Angels would have to, the Angels would have to have a miracle. Even when the Angels won in the early 2000s with the Rally Monkey, people were probably like, yeah, yeah, that's great, Dodgers. Well, even, you know, you guys coming in L.A., I mean, you look at movies that are set in New York, you know, like Hitch was on the other night with Will Smith. Kevin James goes to a Knicks game, a date at a Knicks game. You know, I feel like for the Nets when they had Kevin Durant, if there was even like a movie that featured them in some way, Mm -hmm. that would show a sign, as you said, closing to overtaking the Knicks. You know, just pop culture in general tends to lean toward the Knicks, which I think here's the Nets, too. Look, we can't have a Nets discussion without talking about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons was mm-hmm. photographed uh, on a boat, had his fish, like like his back appears to be yeah. healing up. So if we lose Kyrie, but Ben Simmons returns, and he returns like he was playing at Philadelphia, is that an upgrade? Is that status quo for the Nets? How do they really feel about Ben Simmons and his potential fit for them down the road? Yeah, you know, first off, I've caught one fish in my entire life, so I don't know how much of a strain it puts on the back. But uh, <laughs> but I, I think that's kind of the question, right, is, you know, if you take Kyrie away from the roster, you still have Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, you have Patty Mills option, you have him, Seth Curry, and Joe Harris for three really good shooters. You re-sign Nick Claxton. That's still not a bad team you have there, is it? A title contender, I, I would doubt it a little bit, but I also haven't seen them on the court in that situation. 
but I, I don't think that there's a huge loss because they've been playing most of these past three years already without Kyrie and have been and have done pretty decent without him. So I, I think that's one of the problems with this is that is this a, a hypothetical right now that I've, I've been thinking about is how different is this situation if Ben Simmons was able to get on the court with the Nets and we have some idea of what mm-hmm. he looks like? Would that have impacted Kevin Durant's thinking at all of, of, his, of this situation? Let's talk money, Alex. Right now. <laughs> How much you're making? No. Um, when you talk about the money these guys are making, I, I'm so that's like the one thing that I need. I, I feel like I need a, a master class in figuring <laughs> out how these teams manage the money and the opting out and who pays for what and even in football it's like yeah Jimmy Garoppolo uh, the Niners hold it. how much money would they need to eat I saw something where it's like Kyrie if he went to the Lakers he'd be willing to play for six million that seems insane is that because he wants to win that bad or someone else making up the other part of the contract like how is the money layout for Kyrie here yeah, not good, as you said. I mean, if he were to walk completely and take that taxpayer exception from the Lakers, that's a $30 million pay cut. And I think it's also worth noting that Nike's ending his relationship, uh, their their relationship with him, despite him being one of their top-selling signature shoes, and that was good for, you know, $10, $11 million a year for him, maybe 12 Dude, you got to, yeah, um, I was going to say, at the end of the day, Bucky, it's like money's money. They, they, of yes. course, you could have enough where it's like, I don't need it. But to, like, that's a $30 million difference. It's not, it's, it's not a $5 million or $2 million it's a lot difference. Of, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of cake. It's like a, a lot of that's a lot it's of like money a mega millions leave. jackpot difference. <laughs> like, yeah, I, come on, I think he has to that's, play that's that a few out. Drinks truck. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, like at the end of the day, how much do you want to win? So if he does go to the Lakers, is that a move that's showing you that Kyrie is all in to win? Is that is that is that what you're going to imagine? Uh, it, I, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll follow up. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, I think that honestly, while it would be a pay cut, it would probably be his best chance to get that max contract because if he if he proves he's willing to take the pay cut. To go be LeBron's sidekick again, and they and he's available and he plays well and is healthy and and some of this drama goes away. I think him getting extended for a bigger number, you know, in 2023 suddenly becomes a lot more reasonable. I mean, some some league personnel have told me that you know it's going to take more than one year to cleanse a lot of this, and I get that, but I, I do think that showing that you'd be willing to take the pay cut and. Mm and making a commitment to being on the floor and all that I, I think would go a long way from a, from a recouping standpoint from, with the financials. Telling you, our patience level these days, Bucky, so little. So little. Fans, organizations, so little. like grand opening, grand closing, like I said before, it's, it's uh, to quote Chris Rock, grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> you, think, you think like everything's going well? Oh, we got the beard, we got Kyrie, we got Kevin Durant. How many are they going to win in Brooklyn? One year later. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. So so crazy. Uh, Alex, really appreciate your time, man. I appreciate it. That was a great SpongeBob narrator impression, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, man. And by the way, go have some grandma pizza, get an everything bagel out on Long Island. Do me Eat on behalf of me because I miss that food. I'm going back in the end of July, and I think I'm thinking about that more than my family. Oh, wow. I'm happy yep. for Rex if you need him. Take care. Thanks, brother. <laughs> yeah, could I ask you something about the Deshaun Watson thing real quick? Because... Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, not throwing anyone under the bus, but we've all had friends or coworkers or people we know that have done unsavory things. Have you, in your dealings with different athletes and people of, of, you know, we're talking like superstar athletes, is there a sense of invincibility, you think, sometimes where Deshaun Watson's like, I could sort of do what I want and nothing will catch up with me? Do you feel like sometimes when an athlete is so good and so powerful in in what they're doing that they don't think these things will, will... will catch up with them essentially. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's a very reasonable take when it comes to that. I think it's easy when you're um, a 20-something. Um, yeah, because we'd, yeah. we'd be lying if we said we don't know yeah, uh, someone have, in our life that has had a, let's say, a massage that's a little uh, questionable. Yeah, we, we all we yeah. don't, we can't act dumb, but then you can't say, it's not that it's right by any means, but yeah, like, I, is like, it, I think it's a matter of maybe when you have power, money, and you're successful, and every step of the way up into that point of your life, everyone's telling you that you could do no wrong, maybe? Yeah, it's hard, it's hard to find people around you, to be honest, and to give you the truth and tell you what you need to hear not what you want to hear yeah um sometimes when you solicit all your boys to come along with you you need to have that one person that can say hey man i don't think this is a good idea this is yeah. just bad for business bad for everything yeah. if it goes awry like we just yeah, you need someone who kind of does that yeah who keeps it real who gives you the skinny and also gives great advice i think the one thing that deshaun and others can learn from this is like man you got to understand who you are and where you're about and what you represent each and every time, particularly for quarterbacks because the standard is higher. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, not, nothing uh, nothing okay about that. It just, it's one of those things where just put it on the list of things that people you know yeah. have done. Maybe you yourself, everyone listening, have done things that if done by a celebrity, a quarterback of an NFL, of an NFL team, of an NBA player that makes $40 million a year, you're... You, you can't operate the same way, and your mistakes will be amplified. Yeah, you have to you have to move differently. And, and yeah, you know, it's one of those things that sometimes uh, you don't learn until you get mm-hmm. uh, kind of caught. You don't know the stove is on until you touch it. And so after you touch it, then you are able to make better decisions going forward. And so we'll see. We'll see how yeah. this plays out. We'll but, see ultimately what it looks like at the end. But, but you're right. What Bucky said is so true. When you are of that level, you could be a pop star. You could be... A rock star, an athlete, an actor. If you if you don't have someone around you, sort of being like, "Yo, you're making a really bad choice right now." You can't just have all yes people. You've seen it, right? That's no, that's when people. Work. That's when people. No, you, have yeah. able, you have to be able to have someone that can say, "Hey, man." I've seen that. I've seen that with in the music side of radio. I've seen that with musicians where some star comes out with a real hunk of crap, and they're like, "Yeah, what do you think of my new track?" And you know, everyone in their room because they want to be along for the ride. It's like, oh brilliant and you're like well, that's not your strong you need someone in there to be like might not be your strongest stuff <laughs> right i mean yes. not every not every song's a hit no but the people me. around them are telling uh, them it's a hit you dig it no i didn't dig it eh, i didn't dig it all right well we have more coming up next fox sports radio rich davis bucky brooks sitting in for doug gottlieb hang tight be sure to catch the live edition of the doug gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m eastern noon pacific Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. At Rich Davis, at Bucky Brooks. 
In for Doug Gottlieb, Fox Sports Radio. Now with prices soaring at the pump. I think I saw six fifty on the way over here. Uh, Discover has your back with cashback. Use Discover, earn five percent cashback at gas stations and Target now through June. Uh, up to fifteen hundred dollars in purchases when you activate. Learn more at discover.com/rewards. Limitations apply. Now before we get to our little game with Isaac, um, I want to just read one tweet we got because this sort of sums up today, Bucky. Matt in Minnesota hit us up. Really digging the mixture of hyper pants, Rich Davis, and the chill vibes of Bucky Brooks on Fox Sports Radio. Hyper pants and chill. So you're chill, I'm hyper pants. All right, Isaac, what we got, man? And now. (laughs) What does the Fox say? What does the Fox say? Now, is this a, a clip of Joy Taylor earlier today? All right, let's take a listen. We obviously talked about what happened during the season with Kyrie Irving and only playing in 29 games. They seem to have drawn a line in the sand by not allowing him to be a part-time player. They went back on that. I get it. It's about winning basketball games. So you want Kyrie Irving to be available when he's available. But it also didn't surprise me because it's Brooklyn. Like, I don't think of anything when I think of the Brooklyn Nets. It's just the players that play there. He also talked about wanting players that are available and committed. And all that sounds really good. But Brooklyn is basically a pop-up shop. I can't be mad at temps. There's nothing (laughs) concrete about Brooklyn. There's nothing that when I think of Brooklyn that that is lasting or legacy. This is a turnover place. And... I don't see KD finishing his career there. Maybe he will, but if he doesn't, 0% surprise. I'm not surprised that this has played out the way it has with Kyrie. You've already lost James Harden. But to blame the run office for not understanding Kyrie, I mean, Kyrie is a very much his own man. Oh, your thoughts. So here's here's what I'll say about the Brooklyn Nets. They had to know about Kyrie when they, they dealt yeah. with him. Like. He had had issues in Cleveland, had issues in Boston, so you knew that he was going to be a, a bit of a handful in Brooklyn. And the problem that you have when you're the Brooklyn Nets, you don't have an established culture or environment. I know everyone uses culture as the buzzword or whatever, mm-hmm. but like in terms of the environment, a set of expectations that, look, man, you play for us, this is what you're expected to do. So, for instance, everyone likes to kid and joke on the heat culture, but when I tell you about heat culture, you automatically know what it means. Like, they're buttoned up, they're professional, they go about their business, they do it a certain way. Someone's in charge. Like, there's never any question about how you're going to have to operate when you play for them. The Brooklyn Nets have gone back a couple times on what they're asking Kyrie, so of course he's going to act out. He's like a kid. Yeah. Like, if you don't set boundaries for your kid, your children are going to push the line. If you relent on that, they're going to take advantage of it. Someone needs to hold him accountable for what it is that he's doing. He's, he's going to be a part of the team, or he's not. But you don't, you don't bend on this one. You say little kid. I'm going to say Kyrie. He's he's like the hot chick. He's like the good looking dude. Mm. You give him a little more leeway until his looks start fading. Sounds oh, sounds. What, I mean, it sounds sounds brisk, but that's think about doing. it. As long as you're a teen, if you, you can do whatever, if you're you if you're, you're, you da- if you're dating a gorgeous woman. You, she, she's allowed to be a little bit more of a pain in the ass. And the same goes for guys. If some girl's dating some guy who's super handsome and he's the man, he gets a little more leeway. We're like, we can't pretend that's not true. And Kyrie's mm. super talented. So it's like, well, let's deal with this crap a little more because he's really good. And I think as, as time goes on, he gets a little older and more incidents happen in his career. It's like, man, he's a pain again. The hot chick expires. So does Kyrie. All right, more next right here. Fox Sports Radio, Bucky Brooks and Rich Davis hanging. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. 
Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.